This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. The Bootstrap Podcast Show is a production of Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, a grassroots entrepreneur-led movement to bring together, celebrate and give a voice to Australia's entrepreneurship community. On the podcast, we speak with the movers and shakers of Australia's entrepreneurship community to give a glimpse into the future of business. Bootstrap Podcast on OzPod Syndicate. So for today's episode, we're talking about the power of podcasting, how podcasting will help your business and also we also explain to you the true 1000 fun our guest is dave jackson is an award-winning 2018 podcaster hall of fame inductee who has been helping people to understand the technology and to harness its power for over 20 years he has been known for launching the school of podcasting in 2005 over 2.3 million downloads Dave's first podcast show launched on April 4, 2005 and helped tons of people launch their podcasts and asked to be speaker at the conference. In 2017, Dave won the Best Technical Podcast in People Choice Award. You can check, with, you can check him on Twitter at twitter.com slash Dave Jackson on a Facebook, facebook.com School of Podcasting and YouTube personal podcast coach and of course on Instagram it's well, instagram.com school of podcasting and LinkedIn Dave Jackson you can also check his website at schoolofpodcasting.com Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you and we're going to show you how. Now, now, let's get started. Please welcome Dave Jackson. Thank you for your time, Dave. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. I'm uh, looking forward to this. Thank you so much. So let's start on the beginning. So because on your book, you tell story, how did you start it? So my first question is the first Um, page that say, did you have a lemonade stand? What, what did you, why did you question that? I, I asked that just because it's when you're an entrepreneur, it, it, I, and I still kind of just now realize, oh, wow, I was an entrepreneur. Even when I was growing up, I, uh, I was the guy that, that, uh, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm not ancient, but I'm not young. But at one point 
they were paving my street for the first time. I don't know what, I barely remember what it was before it was paved, but there was all this construction going out on the, on the street. And so it was a hot summer day and I went out with lemonade and, and sold lemonade and was like, well, that was pretty cool. That was pretty easy. All you had to do was be in the right place at the right time. And then later when I was growing up, uh, this is before they had vending machines in schools and I didn't realize it till later, but Hey, guess what? You're poor. Like your family doesn't make a lot of money and I wanted to do stuff and I needed money. And I took some gum to school one day and I took out a put and put it in my mouth. And this guy's like, Hey, can I have a piece of that? And I was like, huh, you know what? There is no place to get gum in this school. And so I started selling people gum at school. I would go down to the local store and, and buy it and then turn around and sell it for a profit. And so at the time I just considered that doing what you do to get by or whatever. And uh, so that's kind of why I asked that. It's like, cause that is the person that when you kind of look back, you'll kind of realize that, Oh wow. I didn't realize that uh, even at a young age, I was, you know, finding a way to find a, an audience, find out what they needed and then give it to them and, and earn a profit. How is the podcasting came up? My background's in teaching. I, I taught a lot of Microsoft Office and QuickBooks and customer service and things like that for over 20 years. And so this goes back. And I was at the time, I used to teach people how to, to send email because they didn't know what it was. And I was, uh, when the internet came around, I was teaching people how to build websites with Microsoft front page, which makes me giggle right now and how to surf the internet. Cause nobody knew what it was. And there were things like Lycos and Hotbot and all, you know, this is way before Google. And so I was, uh, I had a website and I was putting out a newsletter for musicians and a friend of mine, and this again kind of dates it. He said, uh, do you know how you missed the MySpace boat? Cause at the time MySpace was the biggest thing. And I was kind of a late to that, uh, you know, your podcast journey starts here. Take the first step on your side. Hustle with us. It starts with a great domain. Get your podcast web host with Beard and Coffee at www.beardandcoffee.com.au or find us at Facebook. Uh, whatever website. And I said, yeah, I, I know. I kind of missed the MySpace boat. He goes, well, I just came back from this marketing convention. And he goes, the next big thing is going to be podcasting. And I remember I went to Google at the time and, and searched it. And there was one and a half pages of results. And I was like, I think I broke the internet because I'm only getting a little it a bit. And so I, I kept trying and there just was, this was back in 2004. And I just was like, holy cow. So when I finally found a couple of websites and figured out how to, to put one together, and I remember I uploaded my file to a, a website and then fired up this ancient software and it, it came down to my computer and I was like, oh, okay, I see what this thing does. This is going to be pretty cool. And at the time, everybody was saying podcasting was going to be the next big thing and membership sites were going to be the next big thing. And at that point, I had... Uh, been let go of my job and I was uh, I was going to go back to school to get an actual teaching degree. Even though I'd been teaching, my original degree was in electronics. I just kind of fell into teaching, but I needed an actual teaching degree. So I went back to school and I needed something to keep me in my car and my phone and insurance and everything like that. So I started the school of podcasting. I was like, well, if membership sites are going to be big and podcasting is going to be big, let's start a membership site about podcasting. And uh, it took a while. The first couple of years were horrendous uh, because 
nobody knew what a podcast was. And once you finally explained what it was, they didn't want anything to do with it. And that's why the, the really first kind of big surge of listeners were all the kind of technical geeky people because they're the only people that could figure it out. So that's kind of how I got into podcasting. Because on your book saying uh, during, during your younger years, you, you was bagging in a grocery, but because, but you get far because you're not talking to the customer, but now you are, you are yeah. podcasting. Huh? Yeah. If, if my, uh, if, if my 16 year old self could see me now, they'd be like, no way, that's not going to happen. But yeah, I was, uh, I, I didn't have a whole lot. I still don't have a ton of self-confidence. I think we all have that kind of imposter syndrome going on, but I, uh, uh, was, uh, I got a job as a grocery bagger and I thought I was doing okay. I was stocking and getting the carts and all everything else. And they just pulled, pulled me into the office one day and they said, yeah, we're going to let you go. And I was like, Oh, and he goes, he goes, you're, you're a nice guy. He goes, but, we need you to, to talk to the customers. And he goes, you, you don't seem to talk to anybody. And I go, well, I talk to the cashiers. And he's like, yeah, well, we're just, you know, he goes, you're just a little too shy. And I was like, oh, okay. And uh, I went, I'd gotten that job through my high school. And the teacher that got me the job uh, kind of pulled me aside and said, uh, hey, I heard what happened. He's like, yeah. And he goes, I need you to, to be more like my best friend whose name was Scott. He goes, you need to more, be more like Scott. Well, my friend Scott was the direct opposite of me. He was Mr. Outgoing and, hey, what's going on, everyone? I was like, I cannot be like that. And he just said, look, here's what you have to do. I want you to act the way you want to be, and someday you will be the way you act. Now, today we call that fake it till you make it, but it was good advice back then. So I just decided I, I will start pretending I'm outgoing, and it just kind of got you going. And I ended up taking a speech class and realized that um, if you can use humor – in a presentation, if I can get people laughing, then I feel a lot more comfortable. So it's, uh, it's one of those things I still laugh. I mean, I've, I, I mean, I made a living for decades as a teacher, so I'm standing in front of people doing that. But if I'm doing a presentation, if I'm doing a keynote or something like that, it's always kind of funny and it's completely normal. But about five minutes before I go on, my hands turn incredibly white and they're freezing. And I'm like, oh, it must be time for me to go on. I just get a little nervous. But once I start and I hit the stage, I'm fine. But uh, yeah, uh, my 16-year-old self was definitely not uh, an outgoing person. Now you can't shut me up. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying, you're saying about imposter syndrome. This podcast is brought to you by Ospad Syndicate, powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Kangaroo Fern is Australia's independent video and podcast management agency with a mission to help individuals and entrepreneurs to start their own podcast and harness the power of podcasting. Book now via www.kangaroofern.com. What do you think to a business owner or entrepreneur who is starting up, already have a business, is the podcasting can be a good benefit for them, but sometimes they're not able to do that because they're thinking, oh, they cannot do it. It's hard to do podcasting. That's because of the imposter syndrome. Yeah, what do it's... You you always have that thing like who would listen to me? And so there are a couple of things about that. Number one, everybody has in I mean, every, like I just listened to an interview where uh, John Lennon's kid, Sean interviewed Paul McCartney of the Beatles. 
And he explained how when they were going through, they didn't like they can't read the Beatles can't read music. I, I was like, you got to be kidding me on that. And because of that, they didn't feel like they were real musicians. And I was like, wow. And Garth Brooks was a guy that got he was uh, deemed the most successful uh, solo male artist like of all time and outdoing Elvis and everybody else. And he was going to do a concert in uh, New York City's Central Park. And he was worried nobody was going to show up. I was like, you just heard you've sold more records than anybody. Like, what else do you need? So we all have that. And I had that when I, and I still kind of occasionally that'll pop in my head. And there are a couple of things you have to remember. Uh, when I was a teacher, there were times when I would have to teach an advanced class. And you're always worried, you know, about, oh, do I know this stuff inside and out? And one of my uh, mentors told me, he goes, look, you don't have to know everything you just have to know more than your students. And I was like, that's a good point. Uh, and the other thing is um, you, you don't have to worry about people. So many people, especially when you're starting a podcast, you're like, well, I'm going to put this out for everyone. And while it is going to everyone, not everyone is listening yet. So don't get worried about these big numbers. Cause when you first start, you're not going to have big numbers at all. It takes a while to, to build that audience and the other thing we kind of jokingly say on my podcast is nobody's going to punch you in the face. If you do a podcast and people don't like it, they just delete it. They just don't listen. And so the more you know your audience, and if you're a business and you've already been running a business, you kind of already know your audience, you know what they want. Uh, the more you know your audience, the better the content can be. And then the, the podcast for a business is not the business. It's the marketing arm of the business. Now, one of my favorite phone calls I've ever received is I actually have a phone number on my website. And on occasion, I will answer that phone. And I pick up the phone. And I'm like, hey, this is Dave. And the guy goes, Dave Jackson? And I go, yeah. And he goes, you answer your phone? And I go, oh, on occasion. He goes, I'm driving from Minnesota to Georgia. He goes, I've been listening to you for three straight hours. And I go, man, that is a lot of Dave. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss an episode by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. And he goes, I just want to let you know, I don't know what I'm going to podcast about, but you're my dude. He goes, so when I'm ready to go, and I'm like, well, you know where to find me. And he's like, all right. And so that's what you're doing is you're building that relationship with your potential customers because, and this is why we say, if you can share a little bit about yourself, but not just like, hey, today I'm going to talk about my cat. That's, that's not really going to do it. But if you need to make a point, uh, an example of that is I, I talk about how when you first start, because you don't have a huge audience when you start, it can be a little soul crushing when you spend five hours on that first episode and it goes on. And you're like, wait, I got 30 downloads. Holy cow. Wait, what? But I, I say you have to have a lot of passion. And so I, I did an episode on this once and I said, you need to have the passion of a 16 year old who wants their driver's license. I said, because when I was married, I had a stepson. He was 16. And if I got within 20 feet of that kid, he would say, Hey, can we go driving? Hey, can we go driving? Can you, can you? <laughs> That's all he thought about. That's all he wanted to do. And I said, you kind of need that passion when you first start out. This is something that even if somebody wasn't paying you, you would be talking about this topic because you love it and you love to serve your audience. I said, that's the kind of passion you need. So I put that story out and I, my audience replied and said, Oh, wow, Dave, I'm going through the same thing. My daughter almost killed me last week. And so then now I've got somebody contacting me. Now I can start that conversation. And so that's a way that they kind of get to know you. And then if you deliver good advice, 
then they trust you. If I say, hey, go try this product, it's actually pretty cool. And they do and it works. They're like, oh, that person seems to know what they're talking about. And so they know you, they like you, and now they trust you. If you can, I always say whatever the schedule is, I do a weekly show, but some people do twice a month. Some people do three times a week, whatever it is, pick a schedule and then stick with it. Because now when they, for me, I, I publish every Monday. And so people know every Monday, you can count on Dave to be on your phone. So now they know you, they like you, and they trust you. So when you do say, hey, I've got a new book, Profit From Your Podcast, they go out and buy it. So that's really what the podcast does. It takes, it's not the end of cold calling, but the people that listen to your show are much warmer leads than those people that aren't. So you're saying you have to have a value in serving your audience with the good like a benefit to be yeah to be good on on podcasting so you say on the do you believe on the true fan what the a thousand true fans yeah a thousand true fan yeah it, it is and what really that that comes down to is if you can get a thousand true fans that literally would just do anything for you it, it, because those thousand true fans are also going to tell other people that's really so many times it's uh, amazing how people will, will just start telling their friends and this and that. So it's uh, and it obviously depends on what your market is and what your business is. But when you get a thousand true fans, that means you've got about 9,000, not super duper fans, but you got a lot of people that really like your stuff. So when you have a thousand people, cause one of the things I talk about in the book is uh, crowdfunding, things like Patreon. And I, I said, the more I researched this, it was around 3% of your audience are the people that are actually going to take action to get more information or whatever they're doing. So that means 97% of your audience, they like you, they trust you, but they're not really ready to take action yet or things like that. So if you have a thousand true fans and that's 3%, that means you have a ginormous audience. So yeah, that, I would definitely think it's, uh, and I think that's the key there is a thousand true fans, not a thousand eh, Dave's okay kind of fans. You need them to be, you know, just knocking on the door. So there's a controversy about um, a lot of podcasters, especially if they have a guest, they always ask them or email them, can you rate and review this episode? Is that is that because of rate and review you get your places on Apple Podcasts? So That's what everybody said. That's what everybody says. And that's an absolute, it's a falsehood. It's one of those things that it's been repeated so often. We are independent podcast network. We are guerrilla podcast syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at guerrillapodcastsyndicate.com. Rate and review the show. It helps us get found. It helps us get found. It helps us get found. And it absolutely, 100%, and you can prove this so easily, it does not help you get found. Now, what it is, it's social proof. And I know of one instance where it came in handy where somebody was trying to get a sponsor and they went out to their show on Apple and was like, wow, you've got you know a fair amount of reviews. And they said, yeah, we have a really active audience. That's beneficial, but it's not. Uh, I have a friend of mine, Paul Culligan, right now that has a client who was number five in like the fitness realm. And he had a screenshot of it. And he goes, that person at number five has zero reviews. He goes, now the, the guys in one and two, and you'll see where like number one has like 135 reviews and number two has 
18 and number three has 47 and you know, he has zero. So it's just one of those things that's been repeated so often that everybody believes that it's true and it's just not. And if, you know, if people would take a second to, to do some research, they could see that. That was the other one too. People used to say you have to launch with at least eight episodes because when somebody subscribes, you'll get eight downloads. And I'm like, that takes five seconds to, uh, to just test. And when you do, if I launch with eight episodes and I subscribe, I get one download. The other seven episodes, the person has to manually go in and click on. And so that's just one of those things where, you know, nobody does their homework. They're like, oh, really? Great. And off they go. And, and I get that if you're hearing things from somebody that you trust. But the problem is when you get bad information out there, if it keeps getting repeated and repeated. Uh, in the early days of podcasting, somebody said the Blue Yeti was a good microphone. And it's not a bad microphone, but nobody said, oh, by the way, be sure to read the instructions so you know how to use it. And I see video after video of somebody who sounds like they're recording in their bathroom talking into the top of a microphone that you don't talk into the top of it. You talk into it on the side and there's a setting where it'll be, it can pick up every single direction, which you don't want, or you can put it on a setting to only pick up from the front. And so many times people are way far away from their microphone with it set wrong and talking into the top of it. So there's always those things where it's like, well, yeah, somebody said that's a good microphone, but no, they, they miss the details. And that's where, uh, that's where people like, uh, like you and I come along the, the live and breathe podcasting to say, Hey, you need, you need to tweak that a little bit. So what has, so the question I, the next question I have for you, Dave, is that what has been your most unexpected, um, what, has been your most unexpected surprise during your podcasting journey so far? Yeah, it's, uh, it's still, I, I contacted him this year. I had an email from a guy and he said, Hey, uh, Mr. Jackson, I, I, which I always laugh because Mr. Jackson was my dad, just call me Dave. And uh, he said, I want to let you know, um, I was in a bad place in my life. Uh, my best friend of, of decades, I'd grown up with this person, uh, died suddenly. Um, I had lost my job of 20 years and I was waiting to hear if I had cancer or not. And I was pretty sure I did. And Halloween is my favorite day of the year. And I decided that I was going to take my gun and end my life on Halloween. He goes, but I heard your podcast and you said that sometimes starting a podcast can give you a purpose. And so I thought, well, maybe I'll start a podcast. So I did. And I'm, I'm, it's kind of picking me out of my doldrums. He goes, obviously I need to talk to somebody. Cause when you're seriously considering suicide, uh, you, you probably should go talk to somebody. He goes, but I just want to let you know, he goes, I consider you that the fact that you saved my life. He goes, if it wasn't for your podcast, I'd be dead by now. And it's hard to make me speechless, but that one, a made me cry. Uh, and B I was just like, and I, I printed it out and um, I showed it to my brother and he's like, you're kidding me. And I'm like, I go, it's just me in a spare bedroom talking into a microphone. I go, I didn't expect any of this kind of stuff. And I was at an event and a friend of mine is Ken Blanchard. He does a show called speak life and Ken's got a military background. He's also a pastor. And um, because he kind of connects more with military people, he goes, he goes, I'm not trying to one up you. He goes, I got five of those. And I go, you're kidding me. He goes, yeah, he goes, I, he goes, I had one guy call me because uh, he ends his show. He goes, uh, oh, by the way, I love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. That's how he ends his show. 
And he said he had a guy calling who was literally on the top of a building ready to jump. And he goes, I literally had to talk him off the ledge. And I go, dude, that's, he goes, I'm not trained for that. He goes, but they, they believe in you and they trust you. And it's like, he goes, so he goes, this guy calls. And then once I realized what was going on, he goes, I just looked at my wife and said, I'm going to be a minute. So those are the things that you have no idea because it's just you. If we go back to that imposter thing, right? It's just you and a microphone. I, I do a, uh, a weight loss show and I did an episode once and I said, Hey, you know, if you have to lose a lot of weight, that can be really, that can really just kind of bring it down. I said, so don't think about losing a hundred pounds. How about if I said, let's lose 10 pounds. Could we do that? Yeah, I think I could do that. Great. I said, and then just lose 10 pounds 10 times. And about eight months later, I get this email. Hey, Dave, I did it. And I'm like, great. What'd you do? This podcast is brought to you by Ospad Syndicate, powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Kangaroo Fern is Australia's independent video and podcast management agency with a mission to help individuals and entrepreneurs to start their own podcast. And she said, I lost 100 pounds. I, I lost 10 pounds 10 times. And I was like, that's amazing because I hadn't. I was still as fat as always. And I was like, so it's those times when it, it kind of um, sets you back. You're like, wow, this, this microphone thing is loaded. You got to kind of be careful what you say. Uh, but you also don't realize how you are um, affecting people. You know, the, uh, and I, I hear about podcasts. Uh, one is called adoptees on Haley Radke does it. And um, it's all for people that have been adopted and I wasn't adopted, so I don't quite get that, but it's a unique situation. Uh, and if you've never been adopted, you don't, the only people that understand that are people that are in the same shoes. My buddy Lee Silverstein does a show. It was originally called uh, the colon cancer podcast. Uh, and now it's called we have cancer. And again, the only people that understand what that's like. And so you end up with um, I, I always say podcasting is a little more like cable television than it is radio because cable television has all these super, you know, the animal planet, weather channel, cooking channel. These aren't meant for everybody. These are kind of just one topic, super deep. So the only people that know what it's like to, to have colon cancer are those people. And the people that find that show are like, I thought I was the only person going through this. And so now you don't feel alone. And that is, that is so powerful to have somebody who feels like they're the only person in the world to, to now I have a whole community that's so powerful that, uh, uh, and that's where I really see podcasting uh, making a difference for people. So the, so you're saying that's the power of niche. So you have to have yeah. your own niche. It's just not. Well, it's, that's where the, um, it can, you, you end up with that, those super fans, you don't have to have a niche, but if I do a show where I'm going to talk about sports and money and um, society and culture, that's every TV show out there. That's the news. So it's, uh, it's kind of different that way. So when you have a niche, now I have people, I'm talking about a subject that you can't get anyplace else, especially in a deep dive. Um, I think my favorite example of that, that is just like, wow, you cannot get more niche than that is a guy that contacted me that does a show about chameleon, the, the little kind of lizard thing, chameleon breeding. And I was like, you're kidding me. And he goes, yeah, he goes, I make cages for chameleons. So 
I do this show where I give tips about how to breed them and how to raise them. And oh, by the way, if you need a, if you need a cage, and uh, he actually said at one point he was going to um, his manufacturer, the guy that made the cages said, Hey, can you kind of quit talking about the cages so much on the podcast because we can't keep up. And he was actually thinking about doing that. I said, no, my friend, you don't, you don't, you don't turn it down. You turn it up and you get a different manufacturer. I go, so, you know, that's, it's great like that. So yeah, you don't have to niche, but when you don't, you end up sounding kind of like everybody else. Uh, anytime I see the title random, you know, where we interview random people, blah, blah. I'm like, mm. cause even if it was a show, let's take a, a niche. Let's say I wanted to do a show about blues music. Okay. Is it electric blues is it uh, old Delta blues stuff? Or if it was a show about the guitar, is it for the beginner? That's like, here's the name of the strings. Or is it for the shredder who can already just play their face off? Because if it's for the beginner, the advanced person is going to be bored. And if it's for the advanced person, well, the beginner's lost. So when you focus on a particular niche, yes, you're cutting out some of your audience. That's absolutely true. But the people that like, oh my gosh, I thought this was for me. Uh, another example, I had a client of mine that I was coaching and she did a show. Her son was fairly high on the uh, autism spectrum and she loved Disney and, and so did he. And so she did a show called Special Mouse. It was all about how to take people with special needs to amusement parks. And she was... Well, you talk about somebody who knew the ins and outs. She was not, she knew everything, every single law that parks had to follow and things like that. And she never had thousands of downloads, nowhere near. But the people that found that show were like, oh my gosh, I thought I was the only person going through that. And she actually got a sponsor. She found somebody in Florida where the, the parks were that specialized in transporting people with special needs. So you don't always need a giant audience to, uh, to attract sponsors. All right. So do you have any final advice, anything else you want to share with our business owner, our entrepreneurs who may be considering um, starting their own podcast? Yeah, those questions that you are tired of answering are great episodes. Uh, I have a, a website, Best Podcasting Gear, because people would say, what's the best microphone for under $100? And I would answer it. I said, for more information, go over here. And then they go, well, who should I use for a media host? I'm like, oh, I recommend Libsyn. But here's a, if you want more information. So all those common questions that you're like, man, if I have to answer that again, make those episodes. Because if somebody's asking you that, that also means they're probably typing it into Google. And how this works is when they come to your website, and there's a player on there, because really all a podcast is, it's a blog post with media attached to it. There's, there's more to it, but, you know, bare bones minimum, that's it. And so what happens now is they go to that website, they click play, and they might be reading your notes, but they're listening. But to Google's eyes, they sent somebody to that page, and they stayed there for 10 minutes and Google goes, that must be really good information because every time I send somebody to that site, they stay there longer. And so that will actually help you in the rankings of Google because Google starts to say, that must be very valuable because people spend a lot of time on that website. So uh, if you're not sure how to start a podcast and things like that, you know, that's a good place to do that. And of course, you know, you can always join the School of Podcasting and I'll help you with that. Thank you so much. So any parting word before we wrap up the, the podcast show? 
No, just thanks for having me on. And uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, I'll just reinstate my, my little inside joke. Nobody's going to punch you in the face. If you start a podcast, I always say you will either come across with a, a great marketing piece, or you're going to come across with some sort of lesson that, okay, that wasn't for me, but uh, it does take a little time to, to get up and going. But once it gets going, it's like a train, you know, trains start off slow, but once they build up, boy, then it's hard to stop them. And that's kind of how a podcast is. Thank you for your time and to our audience as well. So if you want to connect with Dave, so just go to schoolofpodcasting.com and, and on the, any social. So the Twitter is twitter.com Dave Jackson on the Facebook, facebook.com slash school of podcasting. And of course on YouTube, which I always watch him, especially the last episode I watch is about how to, how to value your guests. So it's very informative. So you can go to the YouTube page. It is personal podcast coach and the Instagram as well, school of podcasting. And of course, Dave also in the LinkedIn as well. So just found, just search Dave Jackson. Thank you so much, Dave, for your time. And see you next week again for another episode of the Boost Strap Podcast. Thank you. Please like, subscribe, and share. And also join our Facebook group, Rebounds Australia. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit our website at www.ospodsyndicate.com.au where you can subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. You can also join the conversation with Ospod Syndicate on Facebook. Twitter, and Instagram. Please consider on making a donation to help us keep making the podcasts you love. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at guerrillapodcastsyndicate.com. This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com www.kangaroofern.com